This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution. That will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone, as he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now up to, to bat, Brett Boone. We were teammates in uh, 01 to 03. Uh, what do you remember most about those years? Obviously, we had a lot of success. We only went to the playoffs one time. We're winning 93 games and, and going home. That wouldn't happen nowadays. 93 games in this current format, you're going to the postseason. Yes. But uh, we, we had some great times. I remember I, I just had come over. I was in Seattle as a kid when we were in the kingdom. And I went you know, I went to Cincinnati and Atlanta, and I ended up coming back to, to Seattle for that 01, our great 01 season. I was there through 05. Uh, what do you remember about those years? Uh, we'll talk a little, Lou. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to get to you about the, I'm going to get to you about the earrings, by the way, but what do you, what do you remember about those years? As far, for me, you know, cause I'm sure you're asked about it as much as I am right. that 01 Mariners team. And, and how didn't we finish the deal? I think a lot of us to this day, we're still sitting here wondering how did we not finish the deal? It was such a magic ride for all of us from start to finish that team it was an awesome team i mean it was just a lot of veterans and some young guys were, were right. mixed in we had lou Pinella, and i think he did his finest work that i mean it just every day uh, he could put a smile on your face or something he every, was gonna do but, every day but, was comical with lou yeah but so, yeah. give me your uh just overall impression the early 2000s in seattle first in 2000, when I first got to Seattle, it was just like we we starting. We had a good team, we had a great team, and we was just we just needed to guy we needed the guys that make it better. And then when we got to 2001, that's in 2000 we had what Ichiro. No, t- one was uh, Ichiro and my first year. Ichiro. Yeah, right. No, one, one was, was his first, first year. year. Yeah. Then, then once we got that, it was like, it was just like our team was a veteran team. And you can't, once you got all them veteran teams, we didn't, we didn't have that many rookies. And so the only thing we could do is just go out there and, and play the game like we, we know how to play it back in the day. And so when I remember about Seattle, is just, we're just winning games and going out there and having fun and just putting a stick to everybody. You got a loose story for everybody in the Boom Podcast? Because uh, there's a million of them. Oh, we got a whole bunch of them. Pick one. 
from a pitcher's, I'm always giving the hitter's perspective. Oh, Give me one from the pitcher's perspective. I think, I think I came into a game. Who was it? I think it was a rookie pitcher throwing. I don't know if Freddie was throwing. So he came, he came in. Freddie, well, I guess Freddie wasn't throwing strikes, or somebody wasn't throwing strikes. Freddie Garcia, yeah, yeah. And so he wasn't throwing strikes, and and uh, I guess he got to the fifth or sixth inning, and he started throwing a lot of balls. I guess Lou called up on me. He said, "Well, son, <laughs> well, son, you come in the game because." That effing guy couldn't throw strikes. He's throwing all them balls now. I want you to come out here and give me one, two, three. All right? Okay. All right. Did the job. And he said, Luke, I'm done. He said, yeah, you done. Go on, go in the clubhouse. You did your job. Go on, go about your business. <laughs> but, yeah, with Luke, he didn't, he didn't like guys. Like, he started walking guys, and he couldn't find the strike zone, and he had to take them out right away. Or he let them go four or five minutes. You had you definitely had to prove yourself with Lou. I mean, he was you know I had him as a young player, then I had him as a veteran player. It, it was a different world for me the second time around. But if he respected you, he needed to respect you as a man and oh, as yeah. a player, and as a player, not just one or the other. But if he respected you as a man and as a player, that guy would he'd go through a brick wall for you. And yes. if he didn't, he was going to make life very hard on you. We both saw some of the guys he made yeah. life hard on. You know. Oh yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back. I think it was 2001. Uh -huh. I'm playing second base. Arthur Rhodes comes into the game. Omar Vizquel, oh. walk me through it. The earrings, okay? And I'll set it up for you a little bit. Arthur came into the game. Arthur was he he always wore these these two diamond earrings. That's how we pitched. He wore, wore them all the time. It was never a problem. We're playing the Cleveland Indians, and I and I think it was late in the season. Was it a day game? It was a day game, and it had the day game. Over. Right. right. And and I don't think we were happy with Omar at that time anyway for something, something that had gone on between the two teams. But Omar, I'm going to let you uh, that set it up. Arthur's got his earrings on. Omar Vizquel's in the box. You tell the rest of the story. So I'm warming up. They called down to the bullpen. I think it was like the seventh inning, sixth or seventh inning. And they say, you got to get ready for Omar. I said, all right. So it took me like 15 pitches. I was ready to go. So he come up. Lou come out and said, left-hander, come on in the game. So I got got to the board, got to the mound. And before I threw one warm-up pitches, Omar Vizquel told the umpire, or told uh, McCullen, he need to take his earrings out. I told McCullen, I said, for what? I said, I've been pitching with my earrings on for the last 10, 15 years, or say, Eight years, I said, "You that little midget gonna tell me to take my earrings?" <laughs> so I really didn't say that, but I said, "I've been pitching with him on." I said, "I'm not gonna take him out." They said, "Well, Art, he said you need to take him out because the sun is glaring off your earrings from center field." I said, "Well, don't matter. I've been that roof been open, and I'm not gonna take my earrings out." He said, "Well, you're gonna take them out." All right. Let me get my eight warm-up tosses first, then I take them out. Got my eight warm-up tosses, took my earrings out. I said, okay, since I took them out, the first pitch is going to hit you right in your ear hole. Then Tim McCullough said, Arthur, you, you ejected. 
<laughs> Didn't get to throw one fist on. I like it. I like yeah. it. I, I remember that too because it, it was it was almost it was always like it was almost like gamesmanship. He was he was going to test you. It really yeah. nobody else had ever complained about that because if it was something, uh, a lot of guys pitch with earrings in. You oh, know, yeah. I never it never bothered me one time. Now if it was something where it was a real thing where it really did glare, mm-hmm. well then it would have been a known thing amongst hitters and, and there would probably be a rule in place that you can't, you can't wear them. And no matter what, like pitching with a white glove, you can't do that because the balls are the same color. You moved around a lot in your career, probably the life of a, uh, of, of a setup, man, of a closer. You do move around a lot as you got older, got more experience. Did it get easier for you? Did you know going into every year, unless you had a, you know, multi-year contract and that still might not have mattered. Did it get easier for you to to move? Like, were you always ready to? Hey, honey, we might be going to the next. We might be going to a new city, or or, or did it never get it? Did it never get easy for you? No, it was. It got hard when uh, you had the kids because you gotta you gotta pack up for spring training for the kids, and you gotta pack up after spring training to go to your, wherever you plan. But it was it was harder in the beginning of the season. And at the end of the season, like it was, it got easier and easier and easier because wherever I sign, I use just pack our stuff up, just send it already, already just send the cards there or send the clothes already to say I send them to Seattle or I send them to Cleveland. But it it got easier as as my career got longer, uh, older. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash businessgoldcard. We talked about it. You played 21 years. 2011 was a pretty special year for you. You start the you start the season in in Texas. You finish with St. Louis, and it, it's a pretty unique story. Uh, you end up winning a World Series with the St. Louis Cardinals, and you're beating the Texas Rangers, who who you moved on from. Uh, I think we were joking about it at, at the golf tournament. We're like because we were talking about World Championships and rings, and and Ryan broke out his his gold medal for me, and I thought that was really cool. Oh yeah, uh, John. You know, we John. Daly was there. We were talking about uh, his his awards that he'd won on the PGA Tour, uh, and the topic was, man, Arthur got two shares in 2011. He got two rings. He got a runner-up ring and a world championship ring. What really happened? Did you get two shares and two rings? I got two shares and I got two rings. But that like is you- that's pretty awesome. One and one parade. Right, like you said, I signed with the Rangers, my hometown, and. Um, and it's funny that we had a game in, in Toronto. There's two scoreless innings. Two. And after the game, Ron Washington called me in the clubhouse and his office said, well, we're going to designate you for assignment. I said, what? That designate for assignment? I said, I just pitched two shutouts in and, and you're going to designate me? I said, okay. Well, I just said, take the plane Take the flight home back. Uh, we going to uh, where we going? I think we was going to Chicago. 
take the plane back to Chicago, then uh, just hang out with the guys, and then we'll fly you back home uh, the next day. I said, okay. Played golf with the guys the next day. Then that next morning, got on the flight back to Texas. About, about a month later, I signed with St. Louis. I, and I told him, I said, I'll see y'all in the playoffs somewhere. Now you know it. I met him up in the World Series. Then we that, that had that had to be pretty cool. So, yeah, you know, because I got and, and, and Go especially ahead. yeah, and especially for you. I mean, what a long career! You'd been close a lot of times. We've been in the playoffs a bunch of times. But how fitting was it? Your last year, you finally win that ring. A lot of us, I never got to win a ring. A lot of guys aren't aren't lucky. You know, you see those guys that win multiple rings, and it's like it, it's. With all the players you played with and against over the years, it's it's so hard to win that World Series. You're a testament to it. You were on some some great teams for a long time, and you won one, and it happened to be your last year. Uh, how cool was it for you to to be chasing it your whole life, and finally it comes to fruition your final season? Yeah, I t- like I said, it was it started like um, I'm gonna go back in 2010 when I was with Cincinnati. And I made the all-star team. Never made the all-star team in, say, 19 years, you know, 20, 20 some years. Then you make your first all-star team in 2010. Then the next year, okay, you never know you're going to be in the World Series and trying to get a World Series ring. Signed with Texas, then I went to St. Louis. Then you, you see yourself up in the, in the World Series facing the team you signed. And I said, okay, we're going to – I'm gonna get all the scoop about these guys and see if we can win this this uh, World Series. So I got all that. Told the guys in the clubhouse. Then we ended up winning the World Series, and winning the World Series. I said, "Oh, you know what? I get another ring for Texas because I was with the Texas Rangers and they won the American League Championship. So you know what? I get two rings." <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty cool. That's pretty yeah. Cool. That, like I said, is that. I got an all-star ring. I was happy. I wanted to make the all-star team. And it's tough to make the all-star out of the bullpen. But really I can, tough. And I proved myself I, I can do a lot. I can work hard. I've been working hard for 20 years at it. And I say, you know, my next goal is I want to wear a serious ring. That next year, you get, you get two rings. You got two. Yeah. Uh, great career, Arthur. Uh, I started off as a starter closer world champ it ends after 2011 and we talked about a little bit recently you uh you coach in the minor leagues i just want to just i don't need you to expand at at length i just got back from watching jakey in that frontier league which you've been a part of for a few years um but back in our minor league days in the late 80s 1990 to 92 for me the minor leagues was the minor leagues and, and it was the way it was Try to take yourself back. Remember what it was like for you. What's the minor leagues like now, and how much has it changed? <laughs> minor leagues right now? Yeah. They got Major League Baseball Stadium. They got yeah. better houses. They got better food. I don't know if you can say you got better coaching or you got young coaching, but the, the, the minor leagues got a lifestyle as – as they spoil rotten. I'm going to put it that way. Right. I, I think, and, and for people listening out there, what we're, what we're talking about is 
my son's in the minor leagues right now. There's been a lot of talk of we're minor leaguers. We need to be paid more. We need this and that. I'm all for making better facilities. You know, I wish we would have had better facilities. Those fields oh, yeah. we played on in, in that in that uh, we in that Carolina Carolina league. There were there were some rough fields. We didn't we didn't have we didn't a lot of times we'd go on a row. We didn't have a locker room. We, no. We'd show we'd show up in the dugout, and sit there and have dinner in the dugout, waiting for B, their BP to be over so we can hit. Then we take infield and. and have at it put our uniforms on get on the bus go back wash our own clothes and and move on from there i think though looking back i enjoyed those times because we were grinding man it made you hungry it made you want to get to the big leagues to get out of the minor leagues and when i hear the talk yeah i think the facilities being being new and and state-of-the-art I think that's all great. I think it's better for developing players. Of course, to give my young players in the minor leagues a better diet. I think that's great. And those are all things that 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 have gotten better through time. But when they talk about, I hear minor league players fighting it all the time. We don't get paid enough. And, and my son's a part of it. Of course, if my son gets paid a little more, that's good for dad. Mm-hmm. But I told him, I said, listen, you don't deserve to get paid any more than you do. I said, you 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 give nothing to the bottom line of that franchise. You know what I'm saying? The big leaguers are the one that make it go around, make it to the right. big leagues. You're going to be paid handsomely. Uh, and I'm not for or against the minor league guys. It's like, a, you're going to make more money. That's great. Whatever. But when I hear the, the almost victim mentality of, Oh, you don't know how tough it is here in the minor leagues. Well, my answer is play better, play better and get to the big leagues. And you'll really be rewarded right now. But right. you don't add to the bottom line. That owner that that pays for your pays your salary, pays for those those ballparks, pays for your meals, pays for you don't make him a nickel. Nope. You don't make him a nickel. When you get to the big leagues, you make him a pretty penny. You yeah. definitely do. But uh I don't I don't know. So that, that's that's kind of my thought process too. I don't I don't want these guys not to have nice things. But at the same time, when I hear them talking about how how they're really deprived in the minor leagues. My answer has been, will always be, play better and you won't be in the minor leagues. Yeah, that's why I always tell them. You go out, like that was for me. I tried to I tried to make the big leagues in, in two years, but that's right. not going to happen. But like I can say, once you go to big league camp, you try to, if they send you down, you keep your head up, go to the minor leagues. Don't think you're the, the, the number one star of the team in the minor leagues. You go out there, be, be yourself, be Whatever you did that got you to big league camp, go back down to uh, A ball, work your way up. Go to A ball, go to double A. Don't try to change yourself. Be yourself as you get up to A ball, double A, and triple A. And once you get to the big league, don't change either. Because you change you change yourself in the big league, them uh, them veterans are gonna let you know that hey, you still a rookie. You come you you just come out here every day and do your job. Arthur Rhodes, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming on the Boom Podcast. For all you out there listening to the Boom Podcast, subscribe, drop us a note. Tell us what you'd like to hear, what you wouldn't like to hear. We'll see you next time. All right, Booney, you take care, man, anytime. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 